This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. This is previously on Lost episode number 17. It would have been really good if this episode fell on like number 16 because of numbers. Uh, but it didn't. It fell on episode 17. And we're talking about the episode entitled Numbers. Numbers. That's right. Numbers. And to introduce our host, I'm going to say my name is Mike. You going to tell you where you can find me on Twitter. You can find me at the DC Fanboy. That's at the DC underscore Fanboy. And as we introduce ourselves, we're going to tell each other our favorite... Um, see, we did binging Netflix or binging TV shows last week. Favorite movie of all time. If you could go to an island like Lost and they had a DVD player and you could watch one movie for all of eternity, what movie would it be? My movie would be Gladiator with Russell Crowe absolutely epic movie never gets old so Corey, what about you oh tough questions coming right off the right off the bat here well uh hello i guess uh you can follow me on twitter and talk with me at original mav and as far as my favorite movie the one to watch over and over again on an island i gotta go with uh, uh lord of the rings fellowship of the ring so yeah, I think Lord I think Rings Fellowship of the, and I think I also get the most movie out of it too because it's 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 one of the longer movies, so I really get I get more stuff to watch. <laughs> I don't know if I could I don't know if I could watch that movie because then I know there would be like more movies after it coming. So like it's an un it's an unending movie. At least at least I know that you know that Maximus Decimus Meridius you know gets you know gets killed at the end of the movie. <laughs> yes, uh, that is. Uh, that's a long movie cool. too but that is. when i when i showed when i convinced my dad to watch lord of the rings the first one it was over he was he was angry he was like that's it it doesn't that's that's how it ends there's no but that's not the end of the story i'm like oh yeah there's two more and he's like what yeah. the hell he, ne- he never watched the other ones <laughs> that's funny that's funny steven what's going on man Oh, not much. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lucky13Steve. Um, man, if I had to, picking one movie, it said the movie I've probably watched more than any other is Anchorman. That one never Anchorman. gets old. Oh, yeah. I, Ron Burgundy. I, I think I watched Muppets Christmas Carol as often this Christmas season as I did the. I've ever watched another movie, and it, it never gets old. So I think I could watch, uh, I could watch Muppets Christmas Carol. Nonstop. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is great. I brought Muppets. up to a group of kids the other day the Muppets. Oh, I was a teacher a few years back and at the school, and it was like a break day. So I brought in, um, I don't know if it was Muppet Christmas Carol or Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> and I was like, guys, we're going to watch a movie. And I plugged, you know, I, I put the movie in, and they're like, what is this? I was like, this is Muppets. 
And like this is this is dumb. I'm like, no, you're <laughs> dumb. You just don't understand good culture movies nowadays. <laughs> oh, I loved uh, Treasure Island. That was that was a good one. That was my favorite. Oh, my theory is any good. movie or TV show song is made better by adding a Muppet to it. Absolutely. <laughs> Or they, they had a they had a Scrubs episode that was done in Muppets, and that just that was one of the best episodes of, of Scrubs. You, you add a Muppet, Scrubs it makes it better. Episode. Actually, I'm gonna have to say maybe the exception is Community. Did you ever see the Muppets I, episode? Or it's like pup, it's more puppets. Muppets. I guess it's yeah. not real Muppets. I, see, they, I, enjo- I enjoyed it, but I mean maybe not not the best. Episode, I like Community. A lot of people consider that like a jump the shark moment for Community. Well, that, that but, was that was during the 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 one season not done by Dan Harmon, right? So that whole yeah, the, season was kind of questionable. But the gas leak year, need, as yeah. as people called it. <laughs> we need to do we need to do a communion. I mean, a Community podcast. <laughs> oh, great That's show! What we really need to do. Show. Oh, that's good. That's good. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Lost on this one. So we're going to get – after we got Lost on that rabbit trail, let's get back to this one. Uh, Just some network announcements. Hey, again, you can find the network on at RetroZapped. You can find us on Twitter at LostRewatchPod. You can find everything else on RetroZapped.com. You can find a link to the Discord. Which join us, talk about the episodes, talk about every other show that's on there as well. Great articles uh, on the website, as well as our T Public store and other shows that we have. So keep that in mind. As far as show announcement goes, we mentioned on our last episode that we were going to begin with spoilers during the episode. It is it has become increasingly difficult um, to talk about the show without talking about spoilers so we're going to kind of keep it you know you know we're not going to spoil it just because we can spoil it you know if the, the spoiler leads into something we're talking about we're going to go with it if not that's cool too um would even if we have an episode we don't have a spoiler that'd be interesting mm-hmm. down the future but um but, but right now you know we're just gonna we're gonna spoil it when we can so if you don't want to be spoiled I encourage you to go watch the show before you before you listen to us. Or if you just don't care, listen to us anyways. And then go watch the show again. So it's your choice, whatever whatever flavor you desire. And um, we're going to go ahead. Is there anything else, guys, before we get into this episode? You have now become a permanent member of the Spoiler Zone. <laughs> oh, look at that. See, we needed to record that and make that the... <laughs> Make that the intro now. <laughs> you can't escape oh. it. <laughs> Sweet. So, Steven, tell us a little bit what happened on the last episode of Lost. All right. Previously on Lost, Locke and Boone unearthed a mysterious hatch in the earth and set to work on finding a way to open it. Saeed stumbles into a trap set by Daniel Rousseau. Uh, he, she tells him she was part of a shipwrecked science expedition and has lived alone on the island for 16 years after all the other members of her team died. Before escaping from her shelter, Saeed grabs as many of Danielle's notes and papers as he can. All right, sweet. All right, and uh, we have a summary here. Uh, this is Season 1, Episode 18. Um, wait, I thought it was 17. No, it is. It's a podcast 17. <laughs> we have this issue oh a lot. Goodness. Oh, my gosh. We just talked we about do. this. <laughs> we, can't, we can't wait till we get to season two where we don't have to follow this format anymore. Okay. <laughs> season one, episode 18, aired March 2nd, 2005, directed by Daniel Adias. 
I, I didn't say that out loud. Sure. Before. Yeah. And written by David Fury and Brent Fletcher. When Hurley sees the numbers on Rousseau's maps and notes, he remembers them from his past, prompting him to head into the jungle after the Frenchwoman. Elsewhere, Locke asks for Claire's help in building something. Flashbacks in this episode feature Hurley's quest for the source of the cursed numbers after winning the lottery with the numbers in question. So I said numbers like four times in there. Apparently yes. that's part of this episode. It could, could and, uh, be. Mike, could be. Do, do you have uh, some facts for us? Some episode facts? I do. I do. This is the first episode to be named after a book in the Bible. It is one of the only three episodes for If Exodus is Counted Twice to draw its name from a biblical book other than being Exodus Part 1, Exodus Part 2, and the 23rd Psalm. Uh, Hurley's necklace pictured in the scene when he is showing his mother his house he bought her is a Chinese character <laughs> for fortune or luck. That's ironic. Irony. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot of irony. Uh, while Hurley is walking on the beach and later when he is driving his Hummer H2, a hip-hop song is heard playing. The artist and title have yet to be identified despite the best efforts of many fans leading many to believe it was created especially for the show. Yeah, I think it was because... It doesn't sound like a real song. It sounds like a fake song that's imitating a real song. It does. It does. I feel like this, this song didn't get as much run as uh, You All Everybody. But, you uh, All Everybody. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, and then let's see. Uh, Hurley is the last of the 14 main characters. So you have an episode flashback devoted to him. So he is the last of the 14 main to get one. And man, I, I remember watching the the first season and just thinking, when is the hurt? We've got multiple Jack, multiple Kate. Up, where's our Hurley episode? And we finally get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, this is funny. An early version of horror Hurley's backstory had him as a world class repo man. <laughs> Can I just see a a film cut of that one? <laughs> Please. I just that just sounds like an an awesome show. Let's see. Um, Hurley's mom complains that he's gaining weight. In reality, Jorge Garcia had lost nearly 30 pounds due to the rigor of filming in Hawaii. The producers asked him to stop losing weight, so that the flashback scenes would show him at a constant or at a pretty much at a, at a constant size. That is absolutely <laughs> the most interesting I've heard in my life. Um, this is the first time in the show where it becomes apparent that Sawyer needs glasses. I did like the way he tried on a bunch of glasses later on in the show. <laughs> Until he found the one he liked. Oh, that was good. Uh, let's see. So, uh, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit about the episode. Um, it's a pretty simple, self-explanatory episode. So, uh, uh, Steven, why don't you start us off with uh, one of the moments of the episode that kind of, kind of, you kind of jumped at. Well, um... You know, it kind of starts off with Michael and um, Jen have kind of made some progress building the raft. And, uh, you know, kind of kickstarts the story here is the, just the thought that, hey, if we get out there, we're going to be hard to see. And we're, you know, we need some kind of a distress call where Jack says, um, you know, Saeed could probably do that, but, we, you know, we doesn't have anything to power it. And that's that kind of leads us leads where the story's gonna go on the quest 
to find a battery. I and Hurley eventually does find the battery, or gets the battery, and uh, that was interesting. Everybody kind of looks at him like, "Okay, well, we got a battery. <laughs> we got a Hurley's way." So. Yeah. So I don't know how much time had actually passed, but you know they're making pretty good progress on the boat here, and you can kind of already see the the Michael and Jen friendship that you know that kind of got started at the very end of last episode has already kind of taken. You know, Michael kind of understands what he's saying, even if yeah. they're not speaking the same language. You you can kind of see they're building building a friendship there, even though they're they're still yelling at each other and you know bickering. You kind of have a you know a two and a half men thing going on here. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half men, wow! With those two and uh, and Walt, and and Walt seems to be <laughs> yeah. a lot more comfortable and like part of. He seems a lot happier, I guess, is what I'm saying. And yeah. it kind of just shows you you need some something to be working towards. And like once they have that with the raft, you know, Walt is uh, you know really finally bonding with with his dad. Yeah. Until his dad loses him at the end of the episode, the end of the show. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is that scream, that that iconic <laughs> scream. What? <laughs> oh, uh, so we got the we got the reveal of the numbers. We see the numbers on um, Rousseau's map. We see the numbers on the on on the hatch. Um. Which is interesting to see that those numbers get plopped in at in the later season. That's kind of cool to me. Um, we see numbers on the hats. We see the numbers on the map. Um, we we find out the numbers were playing over a broadcast, and then Rousseau kind of says, "That's that's no, it was was it Sam Toomey said they were him and um, Leonard were out in the Pacific or listening for radio chatter in Pacific, and they heard it." And then Rousseau says that's the reason why they turned their ship is because they heard it, and they heard the same. I think they heard the same broadcast, um, and uh, and of course we we know from 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 later seasons that we find out that the island, of course, moves. So obviously it's not the same place. So the same broadcast could be heard, you know, where Rousseau's at over there in the Atlantic could be the same one that's heard in the Pacific by Toomey and Leonard. Um, so we got to reveal the numbers, which play a big role throughout the entire show, if more than anything, through at least season two. Yeah, the, the numbers are huge. And I think I really like the way they play up the whole story of the numbers. In this episode, you get, uh, you know, it starts off with with just seeing them on the piece of paper, and then it kind of drives Hurley mad. And then, you know, the next scene we see, the you know, he, he won these uh, he won the lottery with these numbers and he faints. It's just like a great opening to the episode. And it just immediately sets this like whole different tone that no other episode has had up to this point. It's like, this is the Hurley tone. It has this weird uh, music that's like playful. And yet people are like dying of heart attacks and all this crazy stuff is going on. We learn more about the numbers. Um, and slowly, you know, so like halfway through the episode, he's like, oh, it's not me that's cursed the numbers and then he goes to uh, talk with uh sam toomey's wife you could really put yourself in his spot you know here's these numbers that he's won the lottery he feels like he's cur he's gone all the way to australia to try to figure out you know what's going on with these numbers 
and then you're here on the island and you you see this French woman who's been stuck on this island for 16 years has these numbers written down repeatedly. I mean, so you you can put yourself in this, you know, in in his mind there of what he had to be thinking and how he he had to get answers for this. And that's what really, you know, leads him on his quest where he kind of becomes a different character for a while, you know. Yeah. Uh, her, he's always kind of a, you know, a little you know, fun, lo- fun, loving Hurley, but you know, there's always a little bit of trepidation to to him, and he—I mean, he's just totally fearless when he goes off on this quest because it's just—it's too big of a coincidence that he's just—he's got to get answers. I want some it, friggin' oh, answers. I want some friggin' <laughs> answers. And he holds that thing up, and I love it. Oh, I—I I loved that scene. Speaking of that scene, um, I, I loved that scene that. Um, He's he's just he's he's unloading on Rousseau, and it's not he's not mad at her, but he's just so all this stuff that he's just pent up, pent up, pent up, and he just lets it go, and she just pretty pretty much just says, "I believe you," and it and, and he. I just, love how she just drops her gun like it, after he he does that. Like she just Hurley just has her this gun. effect on people where you know she never lets her guard down with Saeed, but with Hurley she just you know puts her gun down and lets him hug her. Right, right, and and, and, I mean, he just, he's so happy, though, that somebody finally believes him and doesn't think he's crazy, man, he just, (laughs) he he hugs Rousseau, and then I watched that scene, kept seeing if Rousseau's arm was going to go up, but no, she just kind of, like, let it hang there still, she's just hugging, and he goes back with the battery, gets at the jack, and she looks at Saeed, he looks at Saeed and says, oh, by the way, she says, hey, (laughs) and he keeps on going. Well, you know, yeah, I think they both have a really good moment there because it's like Danielle and Hurley have both received kind of a twisted, uh, you know, twisted fate in their lives. And Hurley, of course, doesn't have as bad of a life, but he thinks everything is his fault, everything bad that's happened. And then, you know, Rousseau uh, basically has everything possibly ripped out of her life and is forced to, you know, suffer in solitude. But... Uh, yeah, I think that moment is just fantastic. And like that, that moment brings, you know, tears on and stuff. It's like one of those classic, you know, this guy just wants to be believed by someone. Cause Hurley, I mean, not Hurley, uh, Charlie keeps calling him a lunatic. Uh, several people are like, are you, are you crazy? You know? And, and then it's not that he, he's just being called a lunatic in that present time. We see, you know, a very obvious, uh, reference to the fact that that uh, Hurley was at some point in a medical hospital or a mental, sorry, a mental hospital, uh, and yeah. he was with this. I mean, they don't. We don't really know um, how crazy he was. I mean, later on, obviously, in like Dave and other episodes in season two, we figure it out. But Dave, <laughs> <laughs> but the guy that they show showcase Leonard, I think is an, he's a nutcase. You know, it's like, oh wow, like this is an interesting past for Hurley. Yeah. I I think, as I said before, I think Lost is always at its best when it's kind of just blowing your mind. And I feel like this episode does that repeatedly. Um, the big thing there with, to me with Leonard was when he, you know, when he says, you open the box. And that was kind of such a big thing to say, you know, you shouldn't have used the numbers. You open the box and it just like, what is this guy talking about? You know, he's 
just been repeating these numbers for years and until as soon as he finds out that Hurley used them, you know, it the just how that changed him and just really makes you wonder it makes you wonder what's going on with these numbers. Well, yeah, I, I think that is it's, it's a great moment in this episode. Leonard, the guy won't respond to anything that Hurley's saying, and then all of a sudden, it's like a switch is flipped, and you shouldn't have done that. You just like he's freaking out. Uh, <laughs> go to Australia. Go to talk to Sam Toomey. It's it's such a weird story, but it's so interesting yeah. too. And it's kind of a a messed up episode. Like it's this is very much like you know kind of like black comedy. You know, like a dark story that's like funny um and uh you have this like people dying and it and it's uh you know being juxtapositioned next to like this funny quirky music and and hurley driving along and he i love the scene in the hummer where they're going to see the the house and he's basically what does he say like uh oh the priest got struck by lightning at grandpa's funeral <laughs> and then your brother had struck by lightning yeah and then your brother's <laughs> wife left like, him or or something he's like right right is his brother's wife left him for like the waitress yeah <laughs> and in the minute mom says don't don't you ever speak the name of that whore <laughs> i mean just and then Hurley's like, "Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot a lot of misfortune going on, you know that one." And 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 yeah, I mean, it was it was it was funny, man. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, uh, I will say with this episode, it's like everything is so great. You 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 honestly go like, "Why were you guys holding back on Hurley for so long?" Like his mom, his like family, be, his be, world, be, be, so be, cool. They, they didn't know how to make him a repo man yet. They're trying to figure that plot line out. Then let's say, hey, let's just give the 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 most random person in the world a lottery ticket and have him win, and let's see where this goes. <laughs> he's been trying to tell people, like for a long time, that this is that he's won the lottery, and nobody ever believes him. And then you know, then we find out, hey, it's true. <laughs> he did well, win the right. lottery. I think that this this story, like they weren't a hundred percent committed to like going down this this route. Uh, throughout the whole season I think I remember hearing some interviews like they weren't like sure what so they were kind of holding back on this on the Hurley episode and it is a pretty bold like thing for TV to have like oh these numbers and they're cursed it, it, it's kind of it's even further out there than some of the stuff with like Locke being healed and, and other things so I get why maybe they're a little hesitant like you know put this near the end of the season and it's kind of a, it's a you know bomb that they drop on everybody uh, but yeah. It's it's so much better than some of the other uh you know character episodes we got before this. Nikki and Paulo. Uh <laughs> Oh, that's after, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we uh so we see about the batteries, you know, they need the battery for to make the to you know to power the 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 receiver for the stress signal. Um we got the first reveal of the numbers, the hatch and the Russo's map is where they're on and we also get the cable. So it's funny that Hurley goes, he's like, oh, I'm going to go find Russo. So I'm going to take the cable. I'm going to walk the cable into the wood and see where it ends and see where it leads up at. And it's so funny because, number one, we get to the end of the cable and it's just a hole. It's in the ground. I mean, there's there's nothing special. It's just in the ground. Now, obviously, we know what's on the other end of that cable 
in a later and you know in season uh season two when we see you know the looking glasses in the at the end of the other than the cable um but we get there and then hurley moves around and he steps on this this pressure sensitive plate and probably one of the most one of the most unusual scenes i've ever seen in the entire show was they're like let's 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 look for something so we can transfer the weight uh, that's about the relatively same weight, and Charlie's just kind of sitting there thinking, "What are we gonna get?" <laughs> and and Hurley's like, "I think I can make it. I think I can make it." Well, I'm spry. I'm spry. I, I, I can make I'm it. Spry. And we just have this scene. That's right. He just he jumps off this plate, and you just see this this sailing guy going through the air, like whoo, you know, just you no know, movement, just like falling into the ground. It's just so funny to be watching that scene every time I watch it. Hit when he jumps off there. And he's just got this recklessness about him now. You know, he's like, everybody's talking about how to get across on the bridge. He just goes across on a bridge. He's not even thinking about it. He's just, he's doing it. And then Hurley turns, and then Charlie turns around and is like, I'm going to go. Well, you can't. Hurley just made it. Why, why can't I? You know? So, I don't know. I, I like the cable was, was interesting. Um, Hurley hugging Rousseau was really good to me. Um, we learned about the radio tower for the first time. Um, in this episode, and um, well, no. Well, yeah, I think this is this is the we, first. No, we, we 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 heard there was something sending out a signal, and Said assumed it was a radio tower in the episode Solitary, but we weren't one hundred percent sure. Yeah, this is the the confirmation of that. I'm pretty sure. Now, what else y'all got? Yeah, I, I wanted to say something about the. Um, <clears throat> kind of the the theme of of why the themes that are, are forcing Hurley to be, just become this other person. He's like more assertive. He's willing to take risks. And what I think it is is really, you know, the, this whole fiasco with the curse and the numbers and thinking everything is his, his fault. It's making him feel helpless. Like, and it brings up one of the the major themes of the show, which is. Uh, free will versus fate and like what is just destined to happen and so Hurley just feels like this is just like my destiny I'm cursed no matter what I do bad things are going to happen around me and that's why he freaks out and he's like I need to take control of my life and I'm going to jump off this thing I'm going to run across the bridge I'm going to run towards gunfire and take control of the situation because he knows he's cursed in a way but no one believes him, um, and I think it's yeah, it's it's really, it really plays into stuff that is going to extend through the entire show. Absolutely. And wh- where do you guys stand Absolutely. on on like the numbers here? So 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 Tam or Sam, not Tam, Sam Toomey's wife, which I don't know what her name is, but uh, she's great. Martha. 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 She tells this whole story about. Well, Sam uh, bet some sort of great sort of bean competition. That's it was a pretty big prize for whatever guessing the uh, the number of beans. It was like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and he guesses the exact number. They must have had that number like written down somewhere in an envelope, because I'm surprised he would verify that that was the exact number. Uh, so he gets, guesses the exact number. They win all the money, and then. She loses a leg, and then all these people start dying, and they move out in the in the like, smag or mag, whatever, right in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, 
but she says like oh of course all those things would have happened anyways like him guessing the stupid bean number had zero impact on all of those news stories he was just crazy uh and i mean what, what do you guys think about what she she proposes i think it's a good thought I think I think it's kind of, none of those kind of things. I mean, if you walk around constantly feeling defeated, you're always gonna feel defeated. I mean, you're always gonna feel like you're the curse. You're always gonna feel like you just I don't know. You're you're so so. My mindset is if you're gonna walk around feeling defeated, then you're always going you're always gonna lose, or something bad is always gonna go wrong. So you have to have the mindset. Look, I can't predict tomorrow. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm just gonna enjoy it now. So I almost. I would say that's what she was trying to get to Hurley across to Hurley was look, man, you make your own luck. You you can if you constantly think bad things are gonna happen, then they're gonna happen because you're looking for the bad things to happen. You're expecting the bad luck to happen. But I also think that if you if you're wanting good things to happen, you're gonna look at things in a good way and in a better way, so those good things do happen. But with all that being said, I really do believe that Jacob, when we see him later on, had a lot to do with getting Hurley to the island. I think I think he allowed some of these things to happen so Hurley could get to the island. Yeah. Because he needed him there. Well, I, I would say, I think I'm going to take the middle road here and say multiple truths. <laughs> uh, in, one way, in one way, a lot of these things probably happened that were just independent. You know, the factory catching on fire the lightning, his grandpa having the heart attack, those things could just be completely independent of of anything that Hurley does. But at the same time, those numbers do have some sort of significance and they do have some sort of aura and power to them because they are involved in, in a lot of deep stuff going on with the island and, and Jacob and and so much more. So like Hurley knows that there's something weird about these numbers he knows that there's some power to them and so he tries to uh you know attribute every bad thing to the numbers but he's kind of right i mean the people are right saying like oh no it's not just a curse and bad luck but he's also right that there's something going on with these numbers so i think that's what he needed from rousseau is to get that validation but it doesn't really tell the whole story well martha's definitely has the healthier you know, mindset, um, you know, for, for her own mental yeah. health, she, she's kind of looking at things the way she has to, to accept, you know, what's happened in her life. But, um, and she's obviously seen what taking the other mindset did to her husband, you know, how he, you know, the end result of that mindset as well. But yeah, as far as the story we're watching, um, I mean, yeah, I feel like we are meant to believe that, you know, at least that the numbers have a uh, an impact on things. What that is, I don't know that we know. One of the last things I had was um, I really liked the Locke and Claire bonding. Um, I thought it was unusual that he came to Claire and said, hey, I could use your help. Well, I can't really do anything. Can you hold us all? Yeah. Can you go back and forth like this? Yeah, good enough. And and he takes her, and I and I think he did this for a few reasons. One, because I think that he, I think he knew everybody was kind of still ostracizing her, 
and he didn't want her to be alone. But number two, he, he was he was building that nice cradle for her. And he spent, look, he used an entire day to build that cradle for her when he could have been, quote unquote, hunting boar or messing <laughs> with the hatch. He builds this, he builds this girl a cradle for the baby. And uh, just has a really good moment talking with her and just helping her and trying to cheer her up and and really just, you know, exploring some things. And, you know, when, when she said, today's, today's my birthday, oh, really, how come you didn't tell anybody? Well, with all this going on, this going on, and his response was is almost just simply like saying, "So that doesn't mean you can't have a birthday." <laughs> and um, and and it was just a very good tender moment with Locke and Claire. Well, I think it's good that Claire kind of quickly realizes too that that's what he's doing. You know, hey, you know, thanks for giving me something to do. You know, she she sees what he's doing, even right. though. She doesn't see the end result that he's actually literally building something for her. And, yeah, I agree. Just really good kind of relationship building here. And that relationship is going to, you know, be a prominent, you know, friendship for the rest of the series in some way or the other. And lead very heavily into the final season. Yeah. Well, what... uh what you guys don't know is that the cradle is actually a prototype for uh, a new device to open up the hatch. So Locke was really, he wasn't really just <laughs> that's, being nice. That's, that's, that, <laughs> that's that, what it was right there. Is that trebuchet 1.0? Yeah, that was his first first <laughs> attempt. Uh, no, actually, I always... I do have to say, at some point, shouldn't Claire have been able to figure out what that was before he flipped it over? Like, you at some think. point, she should have figured that out. Yeah, re-watching this in, like, HD <laughs> and stuff, I, I was looking at it, I'm like, it's obviously a cradle. You just have to flip it over. <laughs> um, hasn't she ever put together Ikea furniture? You don't always... Sometimes you put it together upside down. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe she was just trying to be nice, you know. Oh, I don't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Uh, but it's, it's a really good moment. I think it was important for us to have some kind of like downtime with with Claire and and John that was separate from Boone and it was good that uh, we were reminded of a few things too like oh Claire still doesn't have all of her memories uh, it's good to remember that uh, she's working on that and so so it kind of reminds us of, of some ongoing stories and it really it sets up you know Claire's memories come back again uh, in the in the finale you know it's a big part of it you know so we're, we're we see rousseau again and we we look, remember you know claire's issue and then that is paid off in the finale when when claire remembers you know that she scratched rousseau which is really just another you know setup for season two yeah but what i was going to say the whole yeah. claire john relationship that has a big impactful moment in season four when Claire decides to go with John over Jack, uh, you know, when they, when they all split up and go to the two camps. Oh, heck yes, it does. And it's, it's very interesting to see. And even more directly, just how close they become as friends kind of leads to her and Charlie's estrangement in season two, you know, when Locke, you know, beats the bejesus out of, out of Charlie on the beach, you know, because he keeps stealing the baby in the middle of the night. But you really see, like, he where he starts becoming protective of Claire and kind of being her her trusted person 
more yeah. than Charlie. Arguably the worst episode of Lost, a lot of people will say, is <laughs> fire plus water. I think it's it, I think there's some good elements to it, but I understand why people hate that episode. They mainly dislike it because because yeah. Charlie goes. I mean, you can you can take people over an edge to where they're being too dislikable. Um, but that brings me to my next point: is I love how Charlie is portrayed in this episode. They and this is like this is a yeah. testament to what is good about Charlie. Like when you give Charlie something to do, like going off in the jungle with the other people. He's great comedic relief, but he also has an interesting viewpoint, um, and he's very opinionated. And then it seems like whenever Charlie is stuck just, like, hanging out at the beach for too long, then his stories get really annoying. Um, so this was this was a great return to form. Like, Charlie, you know, was going through the PTSD, and now he's out, like, doing stuff with Hurley. He's trying to, he's trying to watch out for Hurley, so he's, he's focused on someone else other than his own thoughts and uh i really yeah i i loved uh, charlie's role in this episode even though he is kind of a jerk to to hurley at times he's like trying to give him tough love but he just doesn't believe that that hurley's actually telling the truth right right and, and this it's just funny he just he, he felt like oh, i'm bearing my soul to you and you can't even do you can't even bother doing, doing the same for me <laughs> so I, I, I did like his line though when he came up to the fire when Hurley's trying to trying trying to dry his shirt like look man I know food is scarce on the island but your clothes man really <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean he's just he's got to be the funniest character on the show Charlie oh oh well, yeah Hurley oh, yeah. I don't know that's, that's I shouldn't say that during a Hurley it's episode close one <laughs> they're both funny okay. I, they are that's why the scenes with those two are some some much needed levity in the show and. It's always kind of enjoyable when they're interacting. Hey, speaking of somebody that we already seen, did you, did any of y'all realize who we uh, uh, the Lotto girl who who it was? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one of Sawyer's many lady pals. Yeah, Mary Joe is back. Yep. The I, lady we talked about a couple episodes ago. You know, I didn't even see because I was staring at the numbers. Uh huh. <laughs> So look, we're staring look at, at the numbers instead look. of at uh, Harold Perrineau's wife. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, again, I, I didn't have a ton of viewpoints compared much what we already said, just because of the fact that this is a very it, it's a very easy episode. It moves the story, but it doesn't move the story along. At the same time, it kind of expands a little bit of what we already know. Um, but what else did you all have? about this episode i thought a, a couple nice just little things in the in hurley's backstory um the the mention of all of his businesses um with when, you know with his financial advisor there he mentions uh he's got a box company in tungsten which you know we know is locks box company um, <laughs> you know people need boxes um and also, I think another great part of this episode is it's uh, the introduction of another just comedic character, which is uh, Hugo's mom, Carmen Reyes. Oh my goodness, she is so all she's always always comic relief when she's there. You know, and she's smacking Hurley in the car, saying, oh, "We don't believe we're Catholic. We don't believe in curses." Uh, you know she she's just giving giving him grief for being at home on a saturday night i mean she's every time she's in there she's she's just uh that actress does a great job she's just a funny character yeah absolutely and it, it sets up hurley's little little world well for his other flashback episodes we have him in the uh mr cluck 
uh, Mr. Cluck's, you know, work outfit, and he's got uh, a bucket of Mr. Cluck's chicken, which mm-hmm. is going to become, um, I mean, something we see all the way through season uh, six is, uh, you know, Mr. Cluck's. And so it's, it's a really fun setup episode for, for so many other things. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's so interesting. Like, I look back at this episode, and I think it's amazing. But I remember at the time when I first watched it, I'm like, really, numbers? Like, this is like a curse? Like, Because Lost really, it's starting to walk that line of, like, mystical elements of, like, stuff that, like, you know, what is, like, the science behind this and, and little things like that. So, And then, you know, it's also bringing in faith a little bit more, too. You know, we've got... Um, you know kind of a religious family and then there's like we're talking about curses so it's uh we're already starting to play with that kind of like fate um and and stuff we're gonna see with 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 jacob and and a lot more later on yeah but but i think this episode you know a lot of people they reacted at first they're like what is this This is like a complete diversion to these numbers it's this whole new mystery but it ended up being a mystery that really brought so much color and interest to the to the story as a whole and it, it's a classic like the hurley style of an episode is just so great uh and yeah oh yeah some morbid stuff that's hilarious too <laughs> now so i i hey, go ahead steven that i that i have another comment no, I, just, I, I felt i feel like you know what back watching the show before whenever you you'd find out what the next episode was going to be that 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 the ones that you really look forward to was a hurley episode or a desmond episode who we haven't met yet but there really seemed like those two characters had the the backstory that you look for obviously we got a lot of jack we got a lot of kate a lot of son and jen but when you get those rare hurley or uh or desmond flashback episodes that's kind of where some magic Oh, yeah, happens. I agree. Oh, yeah. So I think now is a good time to bring up. We've talked a lot about, like, fate and faith and those type of things. Let's talk about the uh, Valenzetti equation because, that I mean, that is really, that is what the numbers are. To me, it's interesting that, you know, that that was an answer that was provided for people who really worked for it you know it was a an alternative reality game it was it uh the lost experience that was it between season was it two and three or the middle of season two i think was it's two it, and they three actually did that it's, yeah or, um, it's around three i know that so they, they made it to where you could watch the show and not get that answer but if you really cared to go get that answer you could get it um, and I mean, I'll be I never like played the game, but you know, I read about it, you know, by people who had, um, I mean, I don't even understand exactly how it worked, but you know, I watched the videos that people would post wherever they posted them back then. I guess YouTube was around. Um, but yeah, it was basically the, what we're, you know, finding out is that that's numbers that were involved in the equation to predict the you know the extinction of the human race so kind of a uh, kind of a big big thing <laughs> yeah yeah kind, kind of morbid too <laughs> <laughs> but but then i also feel like towards the end of the show that you know we found another explanation for the numbers you know obviously how they were tied into the candidates so 
I don't know how those two answers that the show gave us tie together. I don't think they're yeah. supposed to. Maybe they're not. I, I, th- I think it was just it was just you just the numbers are supposed to be just this mystical thing that people. I mean that things happen with them, like you know, it was the candidates is one thing, and then you have the equation with the extinction, and then for some reason, you know, you had the numbers that Desmond had to keep punching into the computer were the same numbers that you know that to, to keep the 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 in a way the electromagnetic bubble of the island from 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 exposing the island to the world. So I think it just happened to be just the mystery of the numbers themselves. Yeah, and I think the 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 moral of the story, or, or whatever kind of the heart of the story, is these numbers, like maybe trying to impact Hurley's life or whatever. Like there's some power to them, but the, but there's some power to to fight against it. So like overall, it's this whole. Um, it comes back to being part of the science versus faith kind of man of science, man of faith. It, it is it's like all part of this this big, um, you know, battle that is basically the whole series is going throughout on throughout it. But I think this is, this is a really good story for Hurley and it is, it finally we get a moment where we like, Oh, I understand this guy a little bit more. He is happy go lucky, but he also can go into like these periods of deep depression and like he can lose it really loose grasp of his, uh, mental health. And he's been in a mental hospital and, uh, you know, he gets the battery, he takes it back, and ultimately, you know, this this episode moves the story along, and so we have the battery now. The raft is being rebuilt, and yeah, and we get a little more of of Danielle. And so this, I think, it's important for the season one arc is they they now we've gone back to Rousseau a few more times. She's been one of the main threads of the entire season because they find her message in the first episode, the pilot. Uh, and it's going to come full circle in Exodus when she, you know, kind of has her nefarious turn. Um, yeah. And so it's it's a good it's a good you know stepping stone episode too, but it it's very unique. And uh, of course, any any episode with a good uh, good you know climactic conclusion of emotion that's what Lost does. And it, it's kind of funny. Like we also had a end to an episode similar when when saeed in uh solitary when he when he has his heart to heart with danielle so i don't know for some reason danielle she seems like the most au- socially awkward stoic person but people have these great heart to hearts with her <laughs> she has that look on her face it's kind of like like half dead you know like <laughs> but, but I have to say, she gives an A plus performance again. Like her, the acting by her is fantastic in that role. We also we also have a another time where Lost just sprinkles in a little scene that's gonna pay off later. You know, it's kind of early in the episode when they're building the raft, and you know Sawyer's getting mad because they're banging and pounding on stuff, and you know you. You can kind of see him getting frustrated and walk away, and that's really all we get of that this episode. But that's going to pay off uh, in the soon with the, the headaches that Sawyer is getting. Yeah, well, we had the the headaches he's he's giving, and then we had who he's getting, and then we, of course we know he's going to get glasses soon because his head his eyes are hurting when he doesn't have his glasses on. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice how they how they tease that here and then kind of pick it up later. Yeah. 
anything else before we move into what our overall thoughts? All right. Well, then let's go ahead then, and um, why don't we go with Steven first? What are your overall thoughts of this episode, man? Yeah, this was uh, this was the episode we were waiting for. First season finally got a Hurley episode, and man, did it deliver! Um, just uh, in, an episode that just blew your mind. At least it did for me when I watched it. Um, just awesome reveals. Everything about the numbers was interesting. Made you want to know more. And just the way it ended on the the shot of those numbers on the hatch. I mean, just a just a solid, solid episode. Good deal, good deal. Corey, what about you? Well, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say this was a, a very unique episode. Um, and the tone was was great and very different for Lost. And it, at first you're like, how, how am I supposed to feel about this stuff? Should I laugh or cringe? And it, in the end, <laughs> it gives a very emotional story. Uh, and it takes the character who's probably been, you know, subjected to just comic relief and really gives him a great a great story. And then also gives us some added lore to the island. Yeah. Uh, you know, I if I was looking at this episode again and really looking at it, I mean, it's it's a great episode. Um, it, again, it's a Hurley episode. It's, it's, so it's, you know, it's going to be good. It also... It does kind of, um, it does move the story along with the battery and the raft, and you're learning more about, you know, the numbers and what they're going to mean. I know they're going to, uh, <laughs> I don't talk about next episode, because next episode we have a, you know, a pretty serious injury in our camp of people of Losties. And, um, but it's a great, it's a great Hurley episode. It's not my favorite Hurley episode. My favorite Hurley episode is not till season three, when you know the episode called you know Trisha Tanaka is dead, uh, when the when, when when the meteor hits the Mr. Cluck's chicken shack, and uh, they find the Dharma van out in the woods with the drinks the Dharma beer with Sawyer, Hurley, Charlie, and Jen. You know, it's just a, a weird road trip episode, but um, but it's definitely absolutely one. It, it's it's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, for this one so it was a good episode i was very pleased with it and um and and even the sweet moment of Locke, you know being nice to claire so those my thoughts all right i think now it's time we're going to rate this episode on our uh 1 to 23 rating system today we're rating it uh out of uh 23 winning lotto tickets boom boom boom. Uh, (laughs) Corey, what would you rate this episode all right, well, uh, it doesn't get any better than this. I'm going 23 out of 23 winning tickets. Holy crap, that's two in a row. Two in a row. Back-to-back Man, perfect episodes. Good stretch of episodes, huh? You know... Watch the next one be like 11. <laughs> Lost, for me, it's a formula. If it makes me almost cry, but also it has like some really cool mysteries, you know, oh, man, it, it uh, really gets me. So, yeah. 23 out of 23 definitely all right mike where did you rate this one uh this is absolutely actually my first perfect episode this is 23 out of 23 winning 
lotto oh, tickets. So it's another a, perfect score. I know, but it's my first perfect score. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm pretty happy with this episode. It, it it gives me everything I could want in an episode of Lost. So it's good. It's good. What about man, you, man? And I, th- and I thought I was high. I, I, I don't even know if we can do this, but I, I gave this a 22.5 winning lottery tickets. And if you round that up, you know, you might round it up to 23. I I, I have yet to give a, a perfect score, but this was this is as close as I've got. Oh, this is absolutely one of my... I felt like I had to leave room to go up for for a couple other episodes. Man, but, um, that's great. Yeah, no, this this is great. This is a great episode. Twenty two and a half out of twenty. <laughs> How do you have a half a lottery ticket? I I, I don't know. I don't know. You, you you got the numbers right, but you missed the the mega winning number. Man, I think oh it's my. I think it's better that it that we leave that half point off. That's great. <laughs> I just, I can't give anything a perfect score, but I'm gonna give it a half like right there, as close as I can. Twenty two point nine or something. So that's good. That's good. Excellent. So we're pretty high on this episode, obviously, but we're not. It's not perfect. It's <laughs> half point short. I'm, I'm that that darn Russian judge that throws everything off, and scores it a little bit too low. Oh my, that's good. So we are going to uh, move into our ending discussion here and bring up the Sawyer name dictionary. So we only had one uh, nickname in this episode. And that was for Walt. Short Round It was the name that uh, Sawyer called him, which I believe is a reference to uh, Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones. Um, or maybe that's just a nickname, but that's what they call you know the kid, Short Round, uh, in that movie. And the freckle count, total freckle count, we're still sitting at five for now. We haven't had a lot of kate the last two episodes the only time i we really saw kate this episode was when she was talking to son about and son said he still hates me oh yeah yeah you know, he, he, he still will talk to me that's like the only time we saw kate this entire episode I, I think we did neglect to mention that there was just that little short scene of you know son saying he'll never forgive me and wondering if he's gonna go on the raft because that that's gonna play out in a future episode as well yeah, for sure. And what kind of pop culture connections do we have then? Well, we have some very interesting ones, actually. Uh, I like this one here. Um, Apocalypse Now. Charlie calls Hurley Colonel Bloody Kurtz, a reference to the 1979 uh, movie's insane Colonel Kurtz, played by Marlon Brando. Um, and some may say that he was insane, the actor, during the shooting of that movie. Uh, and the movie was based upon a hmm. book, The Heart of Darkness. Uh, he's just, that way he was known for being nearly impossible to work with for that movie. Like, he would not, he refused to memorize his lines. They're basically, now also they were like writing pages every day, rewriting the script before they'd shoot it. So it's just an insane process. I highly recommend watching the um the uh, documentary about the making of that movie, uh, but Colonel Bloody Kurtz, yeah, he's he's basically he's just saying you're 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 a crazy person. <laughs> to I've never seen that movie. It's a it's a good movie, um, but I think I think actually the um, I think the documentary is called Heart of Darkness, um, which is also the book. So it's just kind of confusing. I might be wrong on that, but the documentary 
so, some people say the documentary is better than the the movie the actual movie which is interesting <laughs> um speaking of heart of darkness heart of darkness is a novella by joseph conrad about a uh, physical and psychological journey into the heart of the african continent which featured a character named kurtz that was also considered insane so that's uh, another reference to that nickname uh, a wrinkle in time sawyer can be seen reading this children's fantasy novel written by madeline uh Le-Engel, uh first published in 1962 and then i i read that book in school I thought it was a pretty good book. I also read the older version of A Wrinkle in Time, or watched the older version, not the one that just came out, but the older version of this movie. It's a pretty good movie and a pretty good book. If you get a chance to read it, it makes you think. So if you don't, if you don't want to think, don't read it or watch it. But <laughs> it, it, it's a pretty good book. So that's one I never checked out. I might have to to dig that up somewhere. Uh, and then. Um, we have Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, as I uh, referenced earlier. Sawyer calls Walt short round after the young character from this movie. Uh, the movie was made in 1984. Later on in the episode, Hurley and Charlie cross a treacherous bridge reminiscent of the bridge featured in one of the final scenes in Temple of Doom, which later collapses, also reminiscent of the Indiana Jones movie, where Harrison Ford cuts the bridge down himself. Probably the best part of that movie, which is that's right up and down. But I, I actually like that movie. I know people don't like I it. Did. I, I liked it. I liked I liked the uh, um, um, I liked the Last Crusade. It was pretty good to me. It's pretty cool. Well, uh, that was all of our ending discussion. So on our next episode is a John Locke centric episode. We're going to learn a little bit more about John Locke. Uh, we're going to learn about. Um, some things he's done wrong to the island and he feels like the island has wronged him and taking something away from him that the island gave him it's going to cost uh one person an extreme amount of physical pain and uh and and uh we're going to see a plane again and we're going to see some drugs so uh this is uh this is very interesting and the episode title is called um crap i can't even think now um, <laughs> Deus ex machina. <laughs> Thank you, Deus ex, ma- ex machina. I-, I wanted to call it Deus ex machina for some reason. Machina, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, Deus ex machina, and uh, it's a John Locke episode. So I'm excited about that, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, but is there anything else then before we part out of here, guys? Yeah, I don't I think, think so. so. I'm I'm excited for this Locke episode. It is. Uh, very Floating dramatic on island yes. off island Ooh. everything steam rolling to the end of season one well now uh now that we have allowed spoilers i say we uh go ahead and head on into the hatch close the door and uh one of us will take the first shift on punching in the numbers and uh, we'll see what happens next time uh, on previous on lost so until next time i am mike that is Corey and steven and uh we are out so peace peace out bye bye